Introducing Dildo's seven-step program to becoming a biker douche. I'm Justin. I wear the same leather pants for four months, too. I'm Sam. Hey, boys, want to see my boobs? I'm a biker chick. Oh, that's not how that goes. I'm never going to make it. I'll die as an undercover agent. This is Jackie, and this is... Beyond the Law. <laughs> Beyond the Law. <laughs> Beyond the Law. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hello and thank you for listening to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. This week on the podcast, we got another Charlie Sheen movie from 1995. Three. Three. Or two. Uh, or two or one. It, uh, it, I, the most reliable says three. Currently available nowhere for free. You got to rent this one for a whopping four dollars. I don't know about that, uh, but it is on any of the streaming services called Beyond the Law. Jackie, uh, what? Go ahead. You it it might be on. Well, that's not a very cheap streaming service, but because it was an HBO movie, there's a small chance that it's on it's HBO. Not. Go. It isn't. It isn't. <laughs> so HBO's making you fork out four bucks through Voodoo, giving right. Walmart a piece of the action. Exactly. Those motherfuckers. Everybody's double dipping. Uh, Jackie, uh, this is very not like you to pick a movie in this vein. Uh, what made you choose Beyond the Law last week? Well, honestly, I was looking at Charlie Sheen movies because I kind of wanted to keep it going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And I was like, a, a biker movie and an undercover cop movie. Those are usually pretty, pretty awesome because I like the biker life. It's no secret that I hung out with some bikers when I was younger. I think they're cool. Um, and pretty big secret. It's <laughs> news to everyone. Considering I didn't know anything about that. Uh, I know you better than anybody else on the planet. So you didn't know that. <laughs> I will not name any groups or names. But yes, I, I was a biker associate mama uh i didn't get on the back of anybody's bike i didn't get that far um so you saw some bikers once (laughs) they're my friends (laughs) they were my friends i was very naive and very young and they were like oh you poor little idiot and that's how they treated me and they were very nice to me until they sold you into sex trafficking and you disappeared for six years and then the fbi found you in uh tucson no because we were talking about it one night and i'm like i would just start biting off wieners they'd have to fucking kill me oh okay and so I never got sold into anything. <laughs> they, they were always like, show me your boobs. And I was like, nah, I'm good. But it was close. It was real close. You almost got sold off. I did, uh, I did sit on a motorcycle once that belonged to one of the dudes. All right. Good story. We got to move on from your uh, uh, FBI state Reg- operation there. Regaling <laughs> tale of the time that you saw motorcycle guys. Right. <laughs> and maybe a, a child slave. Um, Sam, tell us everything you know about Beyond the Law. Well, I don't. You and I and Jackie all saw that this had a Lionsgate tag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the LGF, to, the LGF tag before yeah, they the had LGF. the actual nice yeah. graphics. 
Uh, according to the internet, they didn't exist until 97, so the internet needs to get its shit together. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. in 93, they were pumping out this horse shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was it horse shit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, also, it's like, oh, I wanted to see... HBO apparently was pumping out movies right from the get-go. And they made Stalin right out of the gate with uh, uh, Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. So they were making good movies from their inception. What happened here? What uh, happened here? I thought they accurately portrayed biker life. Um, yeah, okay. Let's. Yeah. Let, we'll get into that. Later. That's the podcast. This Sam? Is, yeah, This. I don't know how this turd happened. Ferguson. You see that turd Ferguson? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the director's oh, name man. is Larry Ferguson. That is why we pull in the big bucks. Yeah, Sam. I know. For, uh, we we were able to pay for this movie, our rental fee. That's how yeah, much how exactly. good we are because exactly. of jokes like that. Jokes like that. Uh, Larry Ferguson saw a Playboy article about, long form article about uh, this guy's sting operation and decided to write this movie, Lionsgate is the production company HBO picks it up. You will remember him possibly because he wrote Highlander, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Red October. Mm. Then he does this and directs another movie that looks like a Western that I wanted to get a hold of because it looks like it's probably going to be as bad as this one and probably a lot of fun. All right. Then goes back to writing, but at that point he's damaged goods, so he does Maximum Risk with Van Damme and uh, Henstridge. That wasn't any good. Uh, and then the rollerball remake. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's Ooh, one of those. that was his that was his swan song. A uh, future uh, episode of Sneaker Madness, if yeah. I believe. Yeah, he, uh, he may have just inadvertently gotten the nickname. He may go on tomorrow, and it may say or Tuesday after this airs, and his Wikipedia article may say Larry Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, I'm putting it in my cell phone as a date for tonight when I get home. I can do it. I don't do the fake Wikipedia thing. I t- only because I can't figure it out. <laughs> Otherwise, I would. Uh, also, as far as the when is Charlie Sheen, when is Chaz sort of out of the limelight? Not yet. Not yet. This no. is still sort of in his prime. He's going to do the chase uh-huh. after this. I mean, Three Musketeers was after this, technically. And uh, Major League Two. Right. Then... Not so good. And no. I, you know what? I actually think, and I've been doing this for years, I, I think I pinpoint the end of Chaz Sheen as Butts and Seats guy at the 1996 movie The Arrival. Yeah, nobody showed up for that. I and that was, and it wasn't like, you know, some of these guys or gals that like, when they quit being a draw, one, of, one or two other studios will like try to pump out another turd mm-hmm. on an off block. It was like The Arrival happened and then like, everyone was out on Shane. Right, right. Isn't that the one where he's basically J. Jonah Jameson's son goes to space, comes back with something? I can't remember how it goes, but the Moonstone and he becomes a werewolf and no, has to fight Spider Man. There's some aliens that come down and he fights them, I think. Okay. All right. But so he's basically uh um uh Jeremy Ram- Renner from uh the other arrival. You know, where Jeremy Renner gets the flamethrower and starts just fucking dust and aliens in the arrival. No, he, he didn't do that. Oh, I must have dropped that. It's more like contact <laughs> with some goofiness and crap. Okay. I yeah, thought I, oh, maybe I'm thinking of the astronaut's wife. The astronaut's wife, yeah, with uh, John Depp. John Depp, yeah. They're the same guy, though. So you can They see are not. Okay, I thought they were. John Depp does not have the AIDS. 
Oh, I was not even going to bring that up. I was. Oh, no, you were to too. Be... I, that's why I cut it off because it was the least offensive AIDS joke that could be made. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I made it during the movie, Except so I didn't have to say it. He doesn't have AIDS. He's got HIV. So okay, well, you're you're a dickhead. He's on his way. He's on his. <laughs> no, way. you cannot get AIDS now. We live in the future. Really? Yeah. Yeah, dude. You can just you can have HIV for like sixty years. Huh? Yeah, not get AIDS. Yeah, we're we're good, well, man. You can have AIDS forever. Look at Magic Johnson. Right, yeah, that too. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. That's the least AIDS of our problem. is totally funny now. You know what's more uh, of a problem than than AIDS? Old chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you can what? get you can get yeah. That old chicken's a real bad deal. You don't want to get old chicken, but AIDS. Eh. <laughs> oh fuck you, Ronald Reagan! You son of a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forgive you. Many people died because of you. Many Bothans. Um, what else you got, Sam? Any numbers? That's, oh, yeah. So HBO, right? Yeah. So they don't make anything off of it. Right. But they apparently spent somewhere in between 18 and $20 million on this fucking mm-hmm. thing in 1993, which is a lot. Or day two. There's some pretty big set pieces, like uh, lots of lots of extras. Uh, lots of permits probably were required for this thing. It looks like a Hollywood movie. It's just shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it is... There's... It, it it makes me want to sort of thumb through the HBO films list and see how many other times they stumbled. Besides the booby, or the the late night movies. Well, they don't make those. We're all directed by Jim Wynerski. I <laughs> thought those are, I thought, those are purchased, and we've already seen all of them because we were impressionable young men in the early nineties that would have, uh, you know, maybe watched some late night HBO once in a while. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. I Wake thought up. HBO had Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, yeah, and the. I thought that was, that was Showtime. Showtime. That was Showtime. Uh, the yeah, so Vagina it, Monologues was uh, Showtime. The Vagina uh, Monologues isn't at all what you're talking about. The one with Duchovny, where he's like, That's yeah. the Red Shoe Diaries. Oh, shit. The Vagina okay. Monologues is the play. Oh, okay. It was uh, really good. <laughs> talking about uplifting. ladies' bits. Yeah, I thought I thought it was just Duchovny in front of a camera and being like, I like vagina. No, he talked to his fucking dog. <laughs> You like vaginas? Yeah. Bark, bark. <laughs> and it was like, there weren't even diaries. It was like people would mail him these letters and he's like, hey, boy. And then he'd like walk down a pier and he'd read a fuck letter to a dog. <laughs> and you were supposed to watch it and jack off, but it was too boring. You couldn't even do that. <laughs> fuck you, Showtime. You know, like if we ever run out of bad movies, because we're getting pretty deep into this. Yeah. Uh, there's so much bad TV that we could cover. Oh, there's, yeah. <laughs> And there's still two, there's millions of bad movies. Right. Okay. Uh, anything else, Sam? That's we get really about this? the All size right. of it. Uh, Jackie. What about Rip Torn? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rip Torn's Rip awesome. Torn's here. There you go. <laughs> oh, is, yeah. But is this. Five minutes. Did he ever really make it famous? Or? Rip Torn, of course. Rip Torn, yeah. He's yeah. Rip Torn. But why is he in this turd then? Um, well, because he was, uh, see the thing, this is a thin he's a time work, for him. He's a, he's a, but he's a working man. Sure. He'll take, he'll take all of the jobs. Yeah. I mean, fucking Beastmaster, right? Uh, he was great in that movie. Uh, he's, makes is the best. Um, but uh, yeah, he'll do anything. Odd that he would be reunited a couple years later with Linda Fiorentino in Men in Black. Right. That's true. And that's probably her biggest movie. I would say so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her deal? Do we uh like what she was hot for a little while and she now good she's for, pretty she much good here off. or is this or is she like why isn't she a bigger deal or is the I this the top of the heap for Men in Black is as good as it got for yeah, her yeah but she's like fifth down on the cast list right this is pretty she's pretty big fit deal down. yeah she had the movie called Liberty Stand Still that I watched that I fell asleep during and okay. oh. it's like she had main billing in that and it was awful okay all right. Uh, we also should mention the real star of the program, Leon Rippey, who mm-hmm. played Virgil. 
Virgil, oh yeah, absolutely. Virgil is by far and away the best. Character. Yeah, Leon Rippey is fucking awesome. Yeah, he was. And didn't great. you say Asahi guy was in this? No, Asahi guy is not in this. I oh. He should have been. Damn. Of course, yeah. he should be in everything. 1917 Academy Award nominee starring Asahi guy. Asahi guy. <laughs> <laughs> Little Women starring Asahi, Asahi guy. guy. <laughs> You're right. What are you talking about? Asahi shirt. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to kind of set up a lot of things in this film and skip a couple of individual scenes so that they get flushed out. But let's find the character that Charlie Sheen plays in this film. He's a guy. He's a cop named uh, Dan Saxon. Dan Saxon. I guess I should have mentioned that this is based on a true story about... Well, you did the 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 Playboy article. Playboy article, yeah. Yeah. He's sort of the prototype for undercover cops now. I don't know about that, dude. I looked this guy up, and I didn't find a single fucking article, but I found a lot of Wikipedia pages about tough cops that go undercover back, dating way back. Like, anybody that says that, oh, you got to make a movie about this guy because he's an undercover cop who got a little too close to the edge. You think this guy's the first fucking guy that got a little too close to the edge when he's... I mean, come on, dude. 19, fucking 1978, whatever, this is when he was in operation. No. Dude, cops have been getting too close to the edge since they invented caps. And edges. Yeah, and edges. I that, did think... That so. first caveman that uh, was like, I'm taking the law into my own hands. I mean, he, he got a little... It was a little close there. Touch and go there for moments. I will say that when he tried to infiltrate the pterodactyl gang, that was mm-hmm. probably his worst move. Bert the uh, Bert the caveman uh, undercover cop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It didn't take them long when they flew off to discover that he was not a pterodactyl, <laughs> yeah. not even a baby pterodactyl. I'm taking you down, Ugg. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember reading an article, and and it wasn't in a Playboy magazine. Um, when I was in my early twenties, about somebody who did go undercover and they did a bunch of drugs and it it really fucked them it, up. It's really too bad that you didn't give me a chance right there because you said uh, I did read this article in Playboy uh, and it wasn't for the reading. Oh god damn it! Now I fucked. It up wasn't my... for the articles. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> damn it! I... Making sure that my body was proportioned properly. Because <laughs> your biker bitch thing. Yeah, I gotta make sure. Yeah, I gotta make sure my <laughs> vagina looks okay. I don't want anybody getting down there and be like, whoa, that's weird. David Duchovny might cover it on an episode where he talks to a dog. <laughs> Red Sheep Diaries starring the ugly vagina. <laughs> it's just been too long that they'll be like, oh, I'm, you're, you're looking at for the nudie picture. Like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> like, is it a dirty magazine? It's like, yeah, you can jack off to Playboy and then you turn eight. Right. And you can't anymore right. because you've seen real porn and you're like, internet. fuck that shit. The internet where way big objects go into places that shouldn't. Um, okay, go ahead about this article. Are you done? I'm done. Okay, good. But thank you for coming back to me. All right, so... You're such a snight and a gentleman. A snight and a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dan Saxon, uh, in this film, we're not going to delve too much in him. Uh, the real Dan Black is his Dan, name. maybe. Maybe. Or is it? Are you, you're Dan Black, aren't you? Isn't there... There's not even a Linda Fiorentino. Yeah. He was having sex with a blow-up doll. <laughs> And he was taking all the pictures and posing her in the dark room. She's she's the best girlfriend ever, as long as you're high on a whole eight ball of cocaine. And all the bikers were like, let me have a turn with your old lady. And she was like... (laughs) (laughs) As they were trying to pull her off the bike that she's been bungee corded onto. All right, so Dan Saxon, he's a cop uh, in Arizona, and he's got some, uh, mental baggage. Uh, he was beaten as a child by his uncle 
who apparently drove him out into the desert, put him into an underground bunker, handcuffed him to a chair, and then smacked him with phone books. Who just was also him, a cop. Just beat him senselessly every mm-hmm. night trying to get, get it out of him. Get what out of him? I don't know. What he did with the cookies? <laughs> I don't know. He's like, and, I ate them. Yeah, his parents died before that. Yeah. Right. So not only is he orphaned, his uncle is a motorcycle cop who beats the hell out of him. Look, I'm not big on beating children, <laughs> but... Okay, wait, Why what? are you laughing? We should probably say at this point, since Justin's up for beating children, that we have been No, I'm, I'm not big on it, Jack. No, big. <laughs> not huge on beating the shit out of kids. But, but if I was to, I would probably just do it in my own basement rather than driving him out into the goddamn desert into a bunker that I've... Like, what the fuck, man? What a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, maybe if you like beating the shit out of kids, it's like Valentine's Day every day. Oh, you got to have a like, little make pageantry. A pr- yeah, production out of the whole thing, right? <laughs> This is disgustingly morbid, what we're talking about right now. <laughs> well, this guy's a piece of shit, so yeah. Um, so so he's got he's got uh, flashbacks of it. He's got PTSD yeah. from it since he was a kid. And he also, uh, according to the, what the movie is trying to tell us, I think there's a little, like, <clears throat> like uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. He has no choice but to be a cop. And so he's already, like, as soon as he enters that lifestyle, he's already walking on the edge because his uncle, the cop, was a churned piece of shit who was supposed to protect the innocent, right? Did anybody else something that? like that? Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't. I thought that was pretty weak part of the story. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, it ha- it's it's a weak part of the story, but boy, does it make some great moments in this film. Um, elsewhere, there's a construction site. These guys are working on a backhoe. I don't sure. know what they're doing. It doesn't really matter. But there's a sniper. And so they call in all the cops. The cops show up. Chaz uh, slides it sideways. Stops. He jumps the cruiser and then jumps slides the it in yeah, sideways. Right, right. And uh, goes in unarmed. Yeah. How would you like to be the guy in the tractor in this scene? Because one, you have goggles, you take said goggles off, and then this thing explodes in your face, right. sending sh- like sparks and shit towards right. your eyes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Couldn't I have just done that with the uh, fucking goggles on? Why, why did... Why did I have to shoot that with no goggles? And then Seems kind of fucking dangerous. And then the stuntmen that churn cars over all the time are like, Dude, really, Gary? God, you were such a little fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> goggles? Goggles? I broke my back yesterday falling downstairs. Mm. Goggles? <laughs> yeah. They actually just threw shards of glass in my eyes because they couldn't figure out how to do it with special effects. Right, right. Ted had a horse fall on him. I mean, from from a building. He yeah. wasn't even on the horse. That's stuntman, and you're talking about goggles? Didn't even make it in the shot. <laughs> horse lands right on him <laughs> for main stories um okay so so he's like don't worry guys i got it i'm going in and walks up to this guy who is a native american gentleman by the name of bogus charlie <laughs> bogus charlie bogus charlie fucking rules bogus charlie does not shoot him by the way i believe because charlie sheen is sweating so profusely through his shirt uh-huh is it is gross. That he's bulletproof? I don't understand the correlation between he's not like, shooting him in armpit sweat. He's like, that's gross. And then he's just so transfixed by it. He's like, oh my God. Oh, he's right here. Okay, he's sitting in front of me now. I better make up a story. I was so entranced by your armpit hair. I mean, sweat. Uh-huh. I mean, oh my God, you're so handsome. Wait, that, that's just, what Bogus says. Just not last me. week, you were like thinking that he wasn't handsome. He's not handsome. I'm saying that I'm talking for Bogus. God, if I looked like Charlie Sheen, I wouldn't be doing a shitty podcast in the basement. <laughs> I'd be winning. I'd be HIV. on Oprah. HIV. Yeah, HIV. HIV, probably. Um, who's to say? Um, 
so anyways, Bogus Charlie's like, so, look, I'm not going to shoot you. Uh, but if I could, I would. And uh, here's the deal. I met a guy, or I heard a story about a guy who's got a shadow that is following him, but sometimes the shadow's not there, and then uh, he has a bad time. Good talk. This sounds like Peter Pan to me. Peter Pan loses his shadow, and he has to sew it back on. Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh. Uh, this is also when we realize, when we're first sort of introduced to the complete screwball tone of this movie, mm-hmm. where he tells this long story. It's supposed to be this tense thing that state cops show up, and then Bogus Charlie's like, there's also a tale about a Native American when too many white men show up. What he does, and like, what is that? He's like, give the fuck up. <laughs> and then he tosses him the gun, and you're like, that joke is so fucking terrible right. that it just became funny again for uh-huh. the wrong reason. Right. And that's this whole movie. Very inappropriate timing on well, the comedy, guys. <laughs> and nobody died. I mean, he threw him a loaded shotgun. This scene sets up, like, it is so out of left field, and it only comes into play later, and it doesn't even have to exist like this Native American gentleman. Like, I mean, look, we get the stereotypes. Like, I could go on a tirade about stereotypes and films about Native Americans, but let's face it, uh, they're usually there for a plot device, yeah. and this is just for a plot device that could have been flushed out a totally different way. This guy's got, you know, some... Dev- the devil lives on his back, you know? Like, he could have he could have had his own internal, like thought about who he was and how dark he is on the inside and that but there like later there's a moon lady who's gonna rescue him Peter Pan. he's got a fucking face death and Peter otherwise Pan. he's never gonna be able to move on like okay all right thanks for a foreshadowing you instead of bogus charlie you should her name should be foreshadow we should also mention that this is, this is the first time we wolves. see foreshadow foreshadow in shadow with wolves. That's his name. Oh my god! You guys are fucking weird. Native American name. <laughs> oh, I'm not laughing at that. Fuck you guys. That's whatever. Okay. That's offensive. <laughs> That's offensive. You fucked hard. Foreskin shadow with wolves. How dare you, <laughs> Kevin Costner? Get into circumcisions. <laughs> Columbus said so. Right. And I'm actually giving him a compliment. Because that implies that if his foreskin makes a shadow, he's got a really big Johnson, and that's why all the wolves are there, is because they're looking at it being like, damn, son. <laughs> is there worse than That is him? a lot of foreskin. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is the first time that we see Riptorn, right? speaking of foreskin. And pretty much the last time. <laughs> Riptorn. <laughs> That's what you get for having a pack of wolves hanging out by your dingling. Right. Rip Torn. Uh, <laughs> so him and him and Rip Torn go to breakfast, and Rip Torn's like, uh, I like the way you handle that. Here's, here's a sheriff badge from when I was a kid that he got like out of a Cracker Jack sure. box. And is like, bye-bye. And then it's not in the movie ever again. No, he's in the movie one more time. Is he? In the next scene when the bikers come. And they, like, roll down thunder, mm-hmm. and he meets Lindy Fiorentino, goes to his boss's office, the sheriff, who's being paid off by the bikers, and then Sheriff McStupid, as I <laughs> wrote down here, like, just goes up to him and is like, what kind of happy horse shit were you doing this morning, getting people peacefully not shot? 
and then they fight, and he gets fired. Right. And Rip Torn says, don't do that! And then you don't see him ever again. Right. And, and the sheriff's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to fire you, Rip Torn. And Rip Torn's like, I'll be going home then. Like, he's still like, oh, uh, don't do that. Yeah, actually, he was like, do whatever you're going to do. And I just got fired from the movie. Two weeks from retirement. I need that pension. Yeah. Gold watch. Uh, okay, so... He goes back to his uh, mobile home or wherever. I assume he's got a mobile home. It's Arizona. No, he's got a really way too nice house. House. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems pretty big for one person. Mm -hmm. And all he has is a turtle that's been. This fucking turtle. This poor turtle doesn't. It's in its smallest fishbowl ever. Right. And it's it's like in a jar. It's not even a fishbowl. I think that there was like one of those mason screws on the top of it for like keeping your quarters in and shit. No, that's a dollar store bowl. I've seen one before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Total dick move. He has boxes, but it apparently all he really owns is a turtle and a picture of himself as a boy. (laughs) (laughs) He had a bed back there somewhere. What I thought was great was that the turtle's bowl was completely splashed up on all the sides. Mm. So it looked like the turtle had been trying to escape, but really couldn't get a foothold on that glass. No, no, that turtle is trying to get the fuck out of there. They don't like that. That's mean. Um, The the attorney general's uh, special prosecutor comes by. He's like, so here's the deal. I like the way you handle your your bullshit. Um, I want you to work for us as an undercover cap. And be uh, busting some drugs and stuff. What do you think? I think you should. He, I think you should get the fuck yeah, out of he here. He doesn't. Do, he basically just like tells him a bunch of shit and pisses him off, and doesn't even really tell him about what the job is. Right, right, right. Yeah, he, we're, we just want you to be undercover. And Charlie Sheen's like, "No, I'll never work again." And the special prosecutor's like, "Oh yeah, well I know your real name isn't Dan Saxon. You were actually." Uh, beat up by a cop in in an underground bunker. How do you know all that? Get the fuck out of here. I thought this was very clever how they introduce his backstory because it's not like he's having these flashbacks and you have to, you know. Endure them. You still have to endure them. but I mean, he has them here and there, but for the most part, it was like, look, when you were three-year-olds, your parents died, Mm -hmm. and then you went to live with your uncle who was a cop who beat you for three years, and then you shot him in the chest six fucking times. Right. He, He fucking capped him. So that's done. But he's like, get the fuck out of here. And then uh, I'm not working for you or anybody unless there's a jump cut for 10 minutes later. And then I'm totally in because that's exactly what fucking happens. Get the fuck out. And he closes the door. And the next scene, they're out in the desert having a secret meeting. So like, deal. deal. There's a lot of (laughs) there's a bunch of weird forward cuts in this thing. So I got a question about the secret location that they're meeting at, right? right. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this burnt out building? It's what's left of something that burned down. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what, what is this burnt out building? <laughs> it is the remainder of a burnt out building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a few that's left. Yeah. I have a few suggestions about what this building could be because it's out in the middle of nowhere, right? right? It's not like there's a town around. Which this is Arizona, so most everything's out in the middle of nowhere. Right. So I'm thinking it's either one, a souvenir stand gone wrong. Uh, the wooden Indian came to life and murdered everybody and then lit the thing on fire and burned down. Good. I'm with you. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Creep show. Yep. Um, it could also be a bar that the bikers had visited on their way to the campground. Uh, and they were like, fuck you, Hicks, and they burned down the bar. They filled up a uh, one of those uh, super soakers with gasoline and made a flamethrower with it and tried to shoot each other, but they just shot the building. Okay. And it burned out. I'm also thinking this could be a closed post office. Uh, 
Well, I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. (laughs) (laughs) Burned out post office. Uh, Nope, that's never happened in the history of post office. Um, So, he's in. He's going to join up. Uh, even though his uh, handler has a complete lack of a sense of humor. <laughs> no, he, he, oh. he also is very Shakespearean throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. feel like he's acting on stage most of the time. Uh, this is also the first mention of, will it ever rain? Right? Will it ever rain? And you're if you've ever been to the desert... If there's any level of green, it just rained. Like it dumped. And it is like the greenest, because this is set in the three corners of Nevada, Arizona, and California. Mm-hmm. It is the greenest I have ever seen that shit in my life. Uh, black is usually a nice spring, as opposed to just the uh, the constant gray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also no, the, noticed that- This is a, like, Wow. It's flourishing. Yeah. What an oasis. Yeah, they're like, man, this wasteland. You're like, man, this is the prettiest I have ever seen this place. <laughs> Jackie? I also want to say that the handler guy like makes tries to make some jokes about how he doesn't have a sense of humor. He took a workshop to get a sense of humor. Exactly. And I'm like, why the fuck would you? Okay, whatever. Who You're puts on lame-o. a work, uh, specialized workshop for people who do not have a sense of humor? At your local university. Uh, Maybe they should today because it's like, dude, you get offended at everything. You need a sense of humor. I have $600 for a weekend. The answer to that question, Jordy LaForge made a <laughs> program for data so that he could have a sense of humor in the holiday. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's just, who does and that. It was, and it was just a version of the reading rainbow. So, uh, What? Uh, your sound's made up. Uh, what's his goddamn name? LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton was the host of Reading Rainbow. Thank you, Sam. For... Ten years. Jordy was a, yeah. Dude, everybody did a kid's show. It's great. Um, anyways. <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> first, do we know the handler's name? I don't think that he, Special, well, no, he introduces himself when agent. he goes to the apartment. But that's, I think, the only time that they ever use his name. No, they, he calls Price. him Price all the time. Right, yeah. Price. Okay. And it's Courtney B. Vance is who's playing. Him. Okay. So Price, is, Price has got his own seven-step program to be a biker douche. Step one is to grow a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> These are all great ideas. And then step two is to just go walk around and give cash to random bar people. Yeah, he's the worst <laughs> at buying drugs. He's just like, all right, here's $20,000 now. Go grow a mustache. <laughs> And no one will recognize you. And that's pretty much what he does is he goes to a gas station and says, here's $20,000. Can you sell me drugs to just some people sitting outside? And they walk And they're off. like, they walk off. <laughs> okay, well, that one didn't work. I'll, yeah. I'll go oh. to these uh, auto mechanics. Here's $20,000. Can I buy drugs? <laughs> and a ta- they went to the tattoo parlor, too. Right, right, right. Like, And everybody's like, go fuck yourself, dude. You are a narc. And it doesn't help that he's in Arizona dressed like he's from Miami Vice. He's got, like, palm tree shirts on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a doofus. But I don't know if that even matters because he's just buying... He's attempting to buy drugs from people who are just living their lives, Yeah. (laughs) You there, we must have drugs. You look like hammered shit that's been road hard and put away wet. How about it, baby? You got any heroin in those boobs? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, it doesn't work. Nobody, he can't, he can't get into anything. And, uh, but so he's sitting there getting drunk one night 
and he meets this guy in a bar named Virgil, who also goes by the name of Dildo, uh, begrudgedly. Um, and Vir- Virgil's like, uh, so what's your deal, bro? Uh, uh, look like a drug dealer to me. And he's like, no, I'm not a drug dealer. I'm a narc. And he's like, uh, yeah, no duh. No duh. I spotted you from a mile away. But I like the way uh, your mustache looks. Uh, you seem like a nice guy. Let's team up. Yeah. I'll show you the ropes on how to be a biker douche. Sure. I've got a program. It's seven steps, and all I need is 1995 for you to get involved. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and he says he's always wanted to be a cop. He's mm-hmm. always wanted to arrest people and ha- and have a gun, and I'm like, yeah, why else do you become a cop? This all sounds realistic to me. Continue, to sir. serve and protect. To serve and protect. Oh. Well, Okay. Actually, are supposed to serve. And I wanted to be a cop at not one point. Arrest and shoot people. You jump the cruiser. You slide sideways. You shoot people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I wanted okay. to do as a cop. Yeah. And it, they just wouldn't take me because I ate too many donuts. Oh, you should move to Missouri. We're going to move on from that joke. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so he swears him in with a toy badge and with with yeah. the toy badge. The toy badge. Yeah. They're both shit faced. Right. <laughs> So now we get uh, the uh, Dildo 7-Step program. Step one, build a motorcycle. Build a motorcycle. He just happens to have some bits laying around. Finds like what looks like a frame from a 1955 to 65 mm-hmm. motorcycle, mm-hmm. American build of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a cruiser. Yeah, and uh, later when we're built. After the montage. Um, and I is, would expect a better bike. I'm just saying. Right. That's that year's fucking model on the cover of the fucking magazine. Yeah. It's like, oh, you just got done building this year's Harley. It's even got the purring electric starter on. Uh-huh. It's like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah, come on, dude. So it's like, oh, montage to fucking product placement. <laughs> uh, step two is tattoos. Of course. This is also when, like, little tattoos were still cool. Right. <laughs> you didn't have to have a big uh, tribal thing yeah. across your back. Just little tattoos of panthers and scorpions or whatever. Some poem written in Latin that says, I love mom, yeah. basically. Yeah. I still think that's the coolest tattoo ever made, uh, is the mom anchor tattoo. Yeah. I, I like the anchor, and I really wanted to get an anchor, ironically, and then I found out, like, there's a reason why people get anchor tattoos, and I was like... I will not disrespect those people who get anchor tattoos for the right reasons. What's the anchor tattoo mean? They're in the fucking Navy, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My uncle, uh, my uh, uh, great uncle had a Navy tattoo because he served on a uh, nuclear submarine, or not a nuclear submarine, a submarine in World War II. Hey, was this the guy that was also the spy? Uh, No, no, no. Different uncle. Uh. And he probably wasn't a spy. Um, Step three, lingo lessons. Got to have those. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise you go in there talking like a dipshit. And mm-hmm. they're going to be like, narc, blah, blam, blam. Step four, long hair. Duh. Duh. Uh, which he managed to grow in uh, a montage that seems to be about two weeks. He's got. I tried to grow my hair long. It took me about a year. Well, I figure that because Virgil can't just give him a motorcycle. Or long hair. Or long hair. <laughs> It takes him a couple of months, a few months to build Dude, the motorcycle. he's got pretty long hair for two months, man. And he's building, he's working on other bikes. He's basically working for Virgil as a mechanic during sure. this time right. to sort of pay for the bike. I still don't know if a couple of months is not. He's got pretty long hair by the end of this. Well, here's the deal. If you don't know how to work on a bike and you're a biker, mm-hmm. you're a fucktard. 
Okay. This being the voice of authority uh-huh. on bikers because right. she saw some one right. time. Yeah, because all the bikers that I have seen, they know stuff about bikes. I mean, yeah, some of the stuff they can't do, but oh my god, a majority of the stuff of bikers do. Like, they have these little clips on their handlebars, and if you piss them off and cut them off in traffic, they pull up in front of your windshield, unclip this thing on their handlebars, and beat your windshield in. Yeah, yeah. That's working on a bike. Yep, that is working, that is on, working on a, on a bike. bike. Oh, God. The end. Then you have to reclip it while you drive along. Oh, my God. That could be dangerous. Oh, help me. Help me. Oh, this is a cry for help. Someone come, <laughs> come, come take me away. <laughs> uh, step five, leather. Step five. I don't know that this was unnecessary. Uh, Wear the same pants for two years. Leather pants? Uh. It's apparently very important because he can't take them off. Dude, all the other bikers have like black jeans on and, and or blue jeans. They're, they're not wearing leather pants. Leather mm-hmm. pants are expensive. And gross. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine what the butt crack on those smell like? What any, like even if you're fucking Raquel Welch. In leather pants, it's like nope, no, 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 no. no. I mean, Mm-mm. maybe you're into it. Maybe what? you really gross? like. You're into yeah. gross. Like some then people just get really like. On. Just like, sit under a coffee table while a lady takes a shit on top of it, and you look at her butt. That, that, Why do you that. even have the coffee table? <laughs> right, right. Have the poop <laughs> land yeah. right no, on you. Do that before wearing leather pants. Leather pants are the grossest. End of story. Well, sometimes bo smells okay. No, it doesn't. Crotch bo, it never <laughs> smells okay, ever. Ugh. Okay. Uh, step six: <laughs> colors and a nickname. Uh, he gets the Cleveland Pythons. Is his the Pythons colors. from Cleveland? Because uh-huh. nobody goes that far, I guess. Yeah, nobody has ever heard of Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, they're Cleveland. like Cleveland. What a dump! I'm not going there. <laughs> I heard it rocks. Um, and then he's got like an official letter from his handler. Right. The what was the? It stands for something. The Special Investigations Division. Yeah, and yeah. so he's like, "This is my biker name, Sid." Sid. Okay. And the, the other guy goes straight to like, "What you mean, like Sydney?" No, like fucking Sid Vicious, dude. God, it wasn't that long ago. Criminy. No, like Sid, Sid Caesar. I mean, Sydney. He's like, don't we want a, you know, a tough biker name like Oatmeal or <laughs> or Donut or Dildo? Yeah. <laughs> Croissants taken. I already know a biker named that. Crouton. Yeah, yeah. Crouton. 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 This oh. is, do not fuck with Crouton. Do not fuck with Danish either. <laughs> Guy's crazy. Uh, and then to cap it all off, the seven-step program invo- ends with uh, wear a piss jacket. Got to pee on the jacket. You can't just get it dirty. Yeah, pee. and why couldn't he just tell Charlie Sheen, hey, you need to pee on this so it gets gross. He takes it and he goes out and pisses on it. Charlie Sheen's like, that's fucking disgusting. Dude, that's fu- I have to wear that? Yeah, you got to wear a piss jacket. That's step seven of the dildo seven-step program. Like, I why not just piss on your clothes? <laughs> I piss on your clothes and you wear them. And you gave me $20 to do this. And this is the only way it works? No, I'm sure it would work other ways, but we've already gone this far. <laughs> step mm-hmm, seven. Mm-hmm. Um, no. If you, it, look, look, I don't, again, like, so the leather pants are gross. Um, but I, the thing about leather pants is you don't have to smell the BO until the leather pants come off because that's BO is not soaking through leather, but a denim jacket with piss all over it. You're going to fucking reek, dude. That's you why you never come into our biker gang. You smell like piss. That's yeah. why he always has to ride with no girl behind him. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants to be his bitch. They're like, nope, that guy smells like pee. 
Like, just dump some vodka on it. Oh, yeah, now you're a biker. Uh, like, rub... Oil, maybe? Rub oil, or uh, maybe, like, some, like, a, like the remnants of a fire. Like, you just got ashes on it or something because you're always around a campfire. Like, but piss? Piss. Pit, no, that's what bums smell like. <laughs> no, the, the line between bums and bikers, I understand, can blur, but bums only smell like piss. Bikers can smell like other things. Oil. Oil and grease and uh Sometimes dirt. they smell really nice. From a distance, because that one time you saw them. <laughs> yeah. They smelled great when I saw them from across the street. They yeah. were my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Sometimes they smell very nice. Like they have proper places to bathe. You're mixing up bikers and people that have motorcycles, Jackie, that where you used to work. So, yeah, no, not the same thing. No, these people were in a gang. I don't think they were. And then they said, don't call it gang, we're a club. Are you, are you yeah. talking about the movie Wild Hogs? <laughs> <laughs> is that where this is coming from? With Tim Allen? They weren't real bikers. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Shut up, Sam. <laughs> John I'm Travolta cool. was in that movie. I saw that. Yeah, You're right. It's not, uh, not a gang. <laughs> fine. Okay. All right. Uh, so he's ready. Um, except he's ready for what? I'm already lost again. He's he's done being a biker douche. He can infiltrate the gang, except for uh, Virgil's got to put him through the test. Make sure he passes the seven-step program of crazy being yeah. a biker douche. So he steals a Cadillac, and then he's like, oh, yeah, Dan, blam, blam, shoots out his car's windows. And Dan's like, and shoots out Virgil's, I guess, too much, because Virgil seems to be like, holy shit, that was too intense. Well, I think this is part of the act. Oh, and oh. then he's like, I'm so scared. I'm scared of you because you're crazy enough now. Hey, let's go to a wedding. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> what? Again with the screwball business. I never went to a biker wedding. I imagine it probably would have been pretty cool, though. I bet not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. A lot of naked people and a lot of booze. Uh, Again. That doesn't sound nice to me. That does not sound like I've seen the pictures from Sturgis. I'm good on the topless bikers. Um, So they ride out to the biker gang camp where they're having this wedding, which is a pretty scenic location. I don't know why the cops just don't bust them because they've got many legal weapons just there at a wedding and uh, dynamite. And mm -hmm. they seem to be being very uh, careless with all of it. Drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Booze, all of it. Hey, we're, we'll never find these guys and bust them. Bonfire without a permit, Just I mean. Drive in there and bust them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> there's a, the photographers there. Uh, Linda Flor for Fiorentino. Her name is Renee. Let's call her Renee for the rest of the podcast. I'm going to call her Red Flag. Yeah, Red Flag. We'll, we'll start getting there in a minute when we have a She's talk to her. She's making a, uh, like a, a coffee table book about biker gangs, I sure. guess, for the LA Times. She's a she's a writer or something is what Virgil <laughs> says. And then Charlie Sheen turns to him and goes with the camera. Uh huh. Yeah. She's uh, really jotting think, it down there, buddy. Yeah. Look at her right with that camera. She's writing a thousand words at a time. Well, and she there later is revealed that she has paid the gang leader, mm -hmm. the motorcycle gang leader, mm -hmm. um, five thousand dollars to follow them around and take pictures. Okay. Right. And the bikers leader gang guy blood blood, blood. played by james martin blood's james girlfriend martin. says Ma he's Ma gonna be the michael. most famous <laughs> james martin totally different guy uh, michael madsen michael madsen god i wish james martin had been in this instead he would have been like 12 i know and i'm the guy it's still awesome yeah jackie 
Anyway, uh, he's going to be the most famous biker mm. in the world. Okay. Uh, I guess there's like a championship of that or something. Like how do you crown him? It's like over the top. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. You don't want to win in an arm wrestling match. You want to have your face on a coffee book. And if you win, you get pre-soiled leather pants. <laughs> You've been worn by someone of your size for at least four years with never being washed. Now, you don't get a piss jacket because you don't give those away. You create them. Yeah. Yeah. So just take your uh, just take your jacket outside and piss on it. And hey, now, <laughs> you're done. That's what I was going to do. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Why not? I'm a biker. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> P, P, P. Oh, my safety jacket smells like piss now. All right. So he meets a guy named Oatmeal who is. That's uh, a tough biker name. Oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's like introduced to us like he's a tough guy. At yeah. First, and then he's a total fucking douche the whole movie. They should have just called him Fat Fuck. Yeah. Like. Or McDonald. Cowardly Bill. I still don't even know how you get the nickname Oatmeal. Because it's not like oatmeal is fattening. And no. It's just like, oh, and he doesn't look like he likes, maybe he likes oatmeal, but it doesn't, nobody really likes oatmeal. And that's why he's oatmeal. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. <laughs> nobody really likes oatmeal. And so, now let me set the stage here. Dan's a narc. Yeah. This is his first undercover job ever, like the fir- very first entry into undercovering, and he's like, all right, oatmeal, uh. Where you keep the guns. <laughs> His first fucking guy he talks to, he's like, where you keep all the illegal guns? <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm not an artist. <laughs> I would like to buy $20,000 worth of guns and drugs. Thank you. Guns Oatmeal's and drugs like, and rock and roll. Oatmeal's like, well, they're right over here. <laughs> In this van. <laughs> like, I don't think so. No. Oatmeal, you suck. Um... So they get into a pissing contest between, oh, yeah, I'll blow you away. No, I'll blow you away. Oh, yeah, well, let's shoot cans. Uh, and then uh, to, like, get Blood's attention, Chaz uses a stick of dynamite to knock his can over. And uh, Blood walks up, and he's like, who lit off the dynamite? And Chaz slowly takes off his sunglasses and raises a slight eyebrow and is like, I did. You got a problem with that, buster? Yeah. Then Oatmeal and Chaz get into it. Yeah. And there's a bit of a standoff until Oatmeal pisses his pants. Right, right. He's, he's a pisser. He's a pants pisser. Oatmeal Which should has... make him cooler in the game because he smells like piss now. Yeah. Mm, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Promotion. So he like starts peeing and somebody's like, now it's a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Usually Oatmeal pisses himself after the bride and groom get married. Yeah. But not this time. Woo, this wedding was a hunky dory. Yeah, it's like a Dothraki wedding. Was it though? No, nobody. Everybody tired of the Game of Thrones references for me. <laughs> I'm not done with the books yet, you cocksuckers. Mm. <laughs> Get there, boy. He's you know less fortunate than Eddard Stark. <laughs> Talk about the bad luck. <laughs> okay, so so there is an actual wedding. Two horribly disgusting people, very accurate representations, get married together and uh, live happily for the rest of their days sure. in a cottage on top of a hill. Well, or a tent. Or right off a cliff because they both got too drunk on their motorcycles. They're already drunk when they right. show up. Right. Do you promise to pull on his wiener? Pretty much how it goes. Mm-hmm. Do you promise to stick it in her butt? I do. 
You guys are married. Sweet. And then people start shooting AK-47s into the into air. Into the air. And so uh, so Dan's like, hey, blood. Um, Can I have $20,000 worth of <laughs> <laughs> drugs? <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> You're the stupidest motherfucker I've met, or you have the biggest balls of steel. Uh, he's like, he says, either you're the dumbest motherfucker I've ever met, or you got bigger balls than an elephant. And then he's like, I have cute elephants on my necklace. Yeah, I love elephants. He's wearing a little girl's elephant necklace. Well, these these are the same elephants that you can buy down in Mexico. Just in yeah. case a listener is wondering, they're everywhere when you yeah, get yeah. over the border. Um, they do come in varied sizes, so you can make that necklace mm-hmm. by being buying two sets. So the next day, uh, they ride up to a country bar because now they're he's like part of the game, and he's like, uh, I "Dare you? Rednecks and bikers don't get along, even though they're basically the same people." Um, and is like, "Go in there and uh, you know, be a dickhead. Ride and- your bike in there." <laughs> So instead of just, you know, like getting past the double uh-huh. swinging doors of the saloon, he drives as fast as he can into the fucking jukebox he into pulls the a wall. Yeah, he pulls a peewee and crashes into a billboard, basically. So says. now he doesn't have a motorcycle, so he's out of the gang. This yeah. is the best. This is the only funny actual joke. Mm-hmm. After he runs into this jukebox, like parks it in the jukebox. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the jukebox is just forms around the front wheel and he can get off of it. Cowboys stop what they're doing and look at him. And he turns around and he's got a broken cigarette in his mouth. And he goes, anybody got a light? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was really funny and well delivered. I We should applause Chaz for when he does a good yes. job. And that was a good job. Uh, and so a brawl ensues, which then fade cuts to... No resolution on that. No, they just, go to a titty bar. They just like go to the titty bar. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Where Renee is already at. She's red flag one. We, <laughs> we didn't mention that in the previous scene, she talked about like how he was going to die. And then she sort of gets a little bit excited by that. It's like when is his, their first line to him is when is it going to rain? Yeah. And <laughs> Everything like, is so dry. So dry. I need the the water renewal from the sky. Like, okay, bye. Goodbye. Yeah, she red flag one. So now she's hanging out at a titty bar, red flag. And uh, just being weird, red uh, flag. Right, right. So not hanging with bikers. She's just like kind of vibing it by the pool table. Yeah. Yeah. At well, at first she's playing pool by herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no camera. She's not on, you know, assignment right now. She's there when they show up. Right. Uh, and they seriously walk in, sit down. Dan's like, so are we going to do drugs or He's not? like, I would like to buy $20,000 worth of guns and drugs. And James, uh, uh, Michael Madsen's blood is like, uh, uh, hold, table that for a second. We have to leave. <laughs> I gotta, need to go fuck my old lady. You no, know, he, he tells her to shut up and they got to go to a party. They literally walk in, sit down. Uh, table that and yeah. bail. <laughs> get a picture and be like, we'd like a picture. Uh, no, we don't actually. Uh, and, and Dan's like, God damn it. What am I doing wrong? I can't buy guns and drugs for $20,000. I don't yeah. get it. So he walks over to Renee and he's like, uh, hey guys, I bet you $20 that uh, this lady can 50. Kick- yeah, 50. 50. Okay, let's make it 50. Uh, can <laughs> kick uh, both your asses at pool. You're on, Buster. She's about to. Yeah. Then guy stops her mm-hmm. by grabbing the cue ball and throwing it in the 
pocket and saying, you lose. Yeah, you scratched. And she's like, well, now he's going to kick your ass. Both, Both of your asses. Of your asses. And sh- you're like, red flag. Right? And Shucks. then she's mm-hmm. obviously starting to nip out. And you're like, this is turning her on, red flag. Uh, and then he's like, he's doing a decent job, but, you know, he gets in a chokehold. Yeah. He's like, assist. And she fucking whacks a guy with a pool cue harder than Jackie Chan wax guys with pool cues and is like, yeah, wrestlers watch this footage on how to make the look, the chair Uh look convincing. I think I'm convinced she broke that man's skull open. Yeah. (laughs) And then she's just like, oh, and she has this look on her face that is like, I just gushed my panties. You Uh need to fuck me right now. And you're like, red flag. Do me. So they go back to her house, and she's got a bunch of pictures of Indians. Oh, it's so weird. And she starts talking about him, and you're like, red flag! In a bedroom that it seems to be right in her living room. Let, let me put, let, no matter how hot she is, this is a top for the tip for the gentleman, uh, the single gentleman out there. No matter how hot she is, no matter how uh, educated she is and really smart and above, uh, like she's way out of your league, after you bone for the first time, and she says... I can hear your heart beating. <laughs> Bail. Bail. <laughs> because you know what she's really listening to? She wants to actually crawl inside of you and pull uh-huh. it out. Right. Yep. That's not true. <laughs> she wants to wait till you go to sleep, chloroform your ass, and then put a pillow over your face and be like, I don't know what happened to him. He just died in my bed after sex. And then his heart fell out and I ate it. One time when I was 20, I uh, met a young lady and uh, may have uh, partaken and uh, in a park. And so. Oh, my God. You had yeah. sex with transients, dude. Oh, totally. Like, well, no, she wasn't. She had a home, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you did. The, the other, other one. Yeah, the other yeah. guy. Yeah. The other guy. Um, anyway, so she was like, if grass could be any color, what would it be? What would you like it to be? And I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> like, I've never seen a blue duck either. Bye. <laughs> back to back blue ducks. It was the weirdest thing anybody's ever said to me in my life, and I left. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That is weird. Grass could be any color. What color would you make it? Green. <laughs> there was, uh, you know, in her defense, though, there was some <laughs> shit going around in magazines at the time that was like, Hey, ask them what their favorite color is. Pretend to be interested. And I'm like, yeah, no. Favorite color is what you ask a fucking kid when they're eight. Uh, blue. Not a grown-ass man that has just got drunk, puked, and then nailed a lady in a park. <laughs> What's you're, your- the, you're, you're, you're Jacob Busey from Tomcat? <laughs> you boned... Well, actually, no. He, he boned me are, while yeah, I was puking. She's Jacob Busey. He, she bones dudes that are puking. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so anyways, okay, so, uh, yeah, it was very weird, and I left. Um, she's got to go pick up her kid, which isn't the problem, but he's like, well, I want to stay, and then which she's like, is a very movie trope, you know. Like, yeah, but the fact that she turns on it, like, okay, that's fine, you're like, okay, red flag again. What? What's her name? Mary Beth. How old is she? Six? Six, 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 six. He yeah. hears over and over in his mind, losing his shit. The <laughs> pictures of the Native Americans are now talking to him. <laughs> and he's like, Barrr. and she's like, okay, stay there. I'm going to get my kid. He's Which like, is not the weirdest thing that happens in this sequence. Oh, God. 
I don't want to talk about the next scene. No, the next it scene is, is so great. weird. This is where, no, it's on borderline creepy hitting on a child. Oh, no, he's hitting on it's, her. Yeah, it doesn't matter. because Like, see, just, I can be this kid's dad. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. So she comes back with her daughter, and he's now making a shake uh-huh. out of pure sugar. Right. And he, what's on his French accent <laughs> for a silly guy. And does that for a while. For a way too long. And you're like, Ugh. when I just watched this a couple months ago with a friend of the program, Roman. Roman was writhing around mm-hmm. the entire time he was doing this. It's awful. Yeah. And ugh. it's not okay. It's not okay. Like all of the red flags that she just threw off, he was like, watch this shit. I see a red flag and I raise you a purple one. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot a bazooka into an exploding firework of red flags out of my ass. And, you know, not to mention that if I had any kids, I'd be like, no, you're not going to put the napkin on their lap. Get away from her, weirdo. You're being like fucking creepy town. Uh, I don't. I think you're I think you're picking up on the wrong signal. Oh, I don't know. It was weird. I don't like it. No, he's he's hitting on the mom. Yeah. Who is going I don't want to have to do this for the next 12 years with this child. Sir, you need to leave. Yeah. Because <laughs> you suck Sir, well, this... at being a funny dad. But the funny voice clown. But, uh... Oh, you nope. started your period. <laughs> Let's go get you some tampons. Oh, no. That... So... that was my really crappy French accent, and that's how he's going to make fun of her when she gets So puberty. her next uh, boyfriend is going to be Tommy Wiseau? <laughs> what I just got yeah, God damn it, never mind. Who is less of a red flag than Charlie Sheen in this scene? Uh, <laughs> hey, Maribeth, how's your sex life? She's like, I'm eight. <laughs> Okay. You want to throw a little pigskin in the alleyway? That's good. <laughs> um, so we get a dating, biking, gun selling, uh, drug selling montage, and he's doing good. Uh, everything's going well with the Sting, and the cops are happy, and the girlfriend's happy, and the kid's happy, and he's yeah. happy. Once you've rode your bike into a redneck bar, you can just go up to anybody yep. and go, I would like $20,000 worth of guns and drugs. Thank oh, you. well, you've done that one thing, so here yeah. you go. Hey, success. If I'd only done that from the beginning of this movie and with those people outside of the gas station, they they could have gotten me the drugs. Um, so <clears throat> Blood wants to have a chat with him about uh, sponsoring him to be a jackal. And he's like, no, I can't do that because loyalties and blah, blah, blah. I like the way he handled this in the writing, but uh, I'm going to move on. And he meets with the handler and he's like, so they want me to join the jackals. And the handler's like, you can't do that. The initiation's killing two guys or no, committing two felonies. Uh, you can't do that. And here's where in the movie I call bullshit. You can do that. Dude, felonies are pretty wishy-washy. There's some pretty, like, uh, churn, like non-hurting-anybody yeah. fel- felonies that you can totally do. Uh, he copying he down- videotapes. Copying videotapes. Hitting a mailbox. <laughs> Hitting, a, Hitting mail- a mailbox. With a baseball bat. Uh, Folding a penny in half. Opening someone else's mail. You could do that. Um, you could uh, start in LLC uh, and then uh, file or uh, have two bank accounts and then transfer money from your LLC bank account directly to your personal account without uh, any sort of accounting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Embezzlement. That's a, that's a tough one there. <laughs> Art thief. <laughs> Art thief. 
littering. No, that's not a, no, that's, that's not, not a felony. A felony. Mm, yeah. Okay, fine. Littering an airplane into the dumpster <laughs> filled with people. You know? Oh, the dumpster's <laughs> full of people? No, no, no. The airplane is you litter up an airplane <laughs> oh. into the Well, if the it's dumpster. that movie Airplane with yeah. uh, Snoop Dogg, fine. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's... Snoop Dogg's an airplane? <laughs> yeah, he's in a movie with an airplane and they're all okay. wearing purple and, and he's like, yo, 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 motherfucker. What you up? Oh. We on a plane and you so fucked up. I got two stories on and, this plane. And then that old lady walks up and says, hold on, sir. Don't worry. I speak jive. And then has a conversation with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that, that's, mo- that airplane movie. That's not him. Yeah. It's a different guy. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then Kareem kicks a guy in the chest and leaves a foot imprint right on that airplane. Yeah. It's all the same movie, Sam. Um, So. <laughs> I've been drinking. Yeah, me too. Uh, we got to move on. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, he's like, don't do that. Uh, instead, there's a big rally coming up. Uh, I'm going to send in another guy another FBI guy to back you up on the Python so that there's multiple Python so that there's Python representation at the big rally. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, the Pythons are real game. And Chaz is like, hell no, man. That guy's going to get killed. He's going to be a little dipshit. No, this guy's got lots of experience. And we're, you know, the FBI, they're always on the up and up. You know, we've been working with the ATF, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What could go wrong? Have never screwed up one time in uh, uh, infiltrating uh, cults. Hey, they've never done that. Never had a problem. Never had a problem. Not one time. Hey, guess what? Step one, don't use a bike that you've confiscated from a famous biker. Mm-hmm. Step one or step two, get into one of those battering ram tanks and go straight at the building that contains the explosives. Wait, no, they don't screw up, right? Yeah. Okay, that's not step two. But then why do they keep going to step two every time? <laughs> Underpants. <laughs> that guy in that fucking battering ram tank. Yeah. I swear to God. Um, <clears throat> rally day comes. The cops are following them right on their on tail. their tails. Yeah, like, like they're they just notice. Hey, let's see. And then they're like yelling, we're here to see how our undercover guy is doing. Uh-huh. How is he doing? He's not doing good. I think some you're... of them even had their lights on. Yeah. Like, no, they're the like fuck? 30 feet away. Right. And they pull over to a gas station where a fist, uh, an altercation immediately ensues because one guy recognizes the nar- the FBI guy's bike and is like, no, that went into the fucking FBI impound two months ago. I know that bike. And so the FBI guy gets fingered immediately because the FBI fucked up. And now Charlie Sheen has to save him by beating the by shit out of him. beating the shit out of him. Yeah, he really does a number on this guy, which probably saves his life. It does. It, it saves does. his life. But then yeah. they enter. They start mixing in shots of his getting beaten, and he's really going ham on mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mean with the phone book from his uncle? Yeah. Uh, and ends up spitting on his handler when the handler's like, uh, hey, break it up, break it up. And he's like, oh, fuck you, pig. Yeah, he puts on a show and everybody loves him. Is it a show? Yeah. He's trying Is to get this show? guy back over to where the police can technically pick his ass up. He's because trying if he to doesn't, do that? Yes. If he doesn't push this fight in that direction, he, they will swarm this guy and he, fucking kill him. He does do that. But is he trying? I think he is to do that, or has he already 
gone over the Are edge. the lines blurred? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that he's wanted to spit mm-hmm. in the guy's face the whole time. I did. I totally did. He was yeah. like, this is really just icing on my cake. Yeah, he's right got here. very good spit in that guy's face resistance. He yeah. yelled out there for a long a time. Long I, would, time. I would have lost it like three scenes ago. Well, considering the guy's like, look, I don't care about your fucking personal safety because the the director of the FBI called me personally. Mm-hmm. Me! Oh, I got to get your ass back out there and risk your life for yeah. I can make this bus so that, you know what, maybe, maybe he'll invite me there. Uh, I would have spit in his face when he said he went to a workshop for not having a sense of humor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my line. No, that's when you actually pull a rubber chicken out of your back pocket and just whack him as hard as you can with it. Oh, yeah. And see if he laughs then. It's probably more of a stunned astonished, disgusted type thing. <laughs> Was that near your ass? That is yeah, like, fucking unsanitary. And then he's just staring up at you blankly like, what the fuck? And you're holding the rubber chicken and you go, everybody else thought that was funny. <laughs> Watch me choke this chicken <laughs> right in front of you. All right. All right. So um, some guy sells them some heroin and uh, he's like, hey, can I get a ride? Uh, also, I like the way you beat the shit out of that cop. Um, can I get a ride back into town? And Chaz is like, sure. So him and Virgil give him a ride, but the guy in the back starts shooting up and is like, hey, anybody else want a hit of this shit? And he's like, no, I'm driving. Like, that's the worst idea. That's worse than handing me like a fucking a, a fifth of Dan- Daniels. And, yeah. And train, like H, you can't drive and do H. That's fucking insane. Well, it would help if dildo would not have been like you can't do that back there like dude fucking mind your business and shut the fuck up even in a movie he caused the situation he does like even in a movie like i don't care if some guy that i'm going to arrest later or maybe shoot shoots up i don't go ahead knock yourself out bro i'm probably gonna kill you at the end of this movie like, All I could think was real talent if you can get it in the vein as we go over this bumpy road. You like that, buddy? I, I had one of those Fords of the same year, and it was a pretty smooth ride, Jackie. Oh, well, I stand corrected then. I mean, maybe LTD. he could have done yeah. it. All right. So so he's like, oh, you won't shoot up while you're driving? Well, I guess you must be a cop. Shoot up. And then they try to kill him. But they get pulled over by a cop. Who's like, hands on the air, motherfuckers, and Charlie Sheen. He does it. He goes, quit it. <laughs> <laughs> he gets out and goes, quit it. Hey, quit it. Stop that. Because Charlie it. Sheen kicks his door off the car uh-huh. to get out. Not opens it, kicks it off. Right. Grabs this little fucker in the backseat who's trying to shoot him up with heroin, beats the holy fuck out of Slams him. Slams his head into the car. Probably guy didn't make it. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know what happened to Shotgun Guy. I don't remember. Uh, I think... Uh, he beat the shit out of him, too. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and Dildo's just standing there like, oh, fuck, oh, I can only see half boy. of the scene because I got one bad eye. Yeah. You know that hotel scene in uh, uh, Crazy Bats movie? Yeah, well, what the fuck is that called? Fear and Loathing Las Vegas? Well, uh, this shit's gone too far. Yep. And the cop's like, hold it, Buster. And Charlie Sheen's like, you hold it. Why don't you shoot me, and then I'll shoot you, and then I'll shoot you again, and then I'll shoot you again, and then I'll shoot you again. And He's the guy like, does the right thing. He just backs the fuck up and gets in his oh, car. I will go home to my wife and children. That's a good call. It's like, face. well, you did quit it after you beat those men to death. <laughs> so I'm going to let you off with a warning. Yeah. Keep it under 50. I mean, if I'm a state trooper at this point, I'm going to look at who's involved and go, fuck it. And I'm going to get back into my car and just fucking ignore it because it's wow. OK, some pieces of shit were beating up some other pieces of shit. Who cares? 
I didn't see anything here, boys. I'll just walk away. Yeah. But then Dildo starts to cry. Like, mm-hmm. you crossed the line, man. Dildo's like, out. Oh, my God. And, you know, part of me kind of wonders at this point, did he did he purposely insult Dildo so that Dildo would be outside of the ring of people that were arrested later because mm-hmm. he liked Dildo? Oh, or interesting take. Did did he do it because he had snapped? I would think that Dildo would be part of the, uh, at this point, Dildo probably would have been a, a CI. Like, he's got, he gets. He's just an asset. Yeah, he's an asset. He doesn't have any, like, he would go to prison uh-huh. like anybody else. He wouldn't. I think he, he might wouldn't. get, if he testifies, he can get protection that way. Yeah, mm. yeah, I think he's a CI. I don't think he's, okay. uh, I think he's part of the whole case at this point, like, by, by paperwork standards. Either way, they they have a nice parting. Like, yeah. like yeah. ah, this is getting too fucking crazy. I'm out, and he's like. That's cool. And then he, see you later, dildo. More and like, he smiles. That's cool, dildo. But the, he's got the little smile like, see you later, my best friend. Wink, nudge, yeah. wink, grin. grin Bury grin, these wink. two assholes while you're out here. Yeah, take care of this mess for me. Take care of this mess. <laughs> like, oh, I love burying dead dead folks. That's I'm no going to pick through their pockets first, though, to see if they have any more money. Yeah. Uh, immediately driving away, he gets pulled over by another cop because he's got a shotgun on the trunk and no door. <laughs> yeah. And why, could, why would you possibly pull that guy over? And a car full of heroin. They're also looking for a guy that just did all of those things in the car with uh, his license plate. Right. <laughs> and they're like, why didn't you continue pursuit, Officer Brady? And he's like, I ran out of gas. <laughs> Really? No, that man scares me. <laughs> Could we send a tough cop after him? Yeah, so Macho Mustache shows up, uh-huh. and he arrests his ass. Yeah, he's arrested. Uh, he goes to jail, and guess who's in his cell? It's Bogus Charlie. Bogus Charlie. <laughs> I did not back. think we were going to see Bogus Charlie again. I, I was very surprised that he was in there. <laughs> it's still bullshit that like, Bogus Charlie's even in this movie. How long has this guy been in jail? Yeah, is he just in jail from the sniping thing? <laughs> like the man on the tower situation? Like, you don't go to jail forever for that. Eventually you go to prison, buddy. Or, or... has he just been like arrested for being drunk in public? Because he's he kind of seems yeah. like he's drunk. Yeah, he's in the he's in the drunk tank. You're yeah, joking me. Yeah, he seems like he's just overnight. And, yeah. And Dan's like... Tell me the rest of that story about the shadow guy. And he's like, goes, I guess he like gets remembered. Oh, yeah. She, uh, he meets up with the moon lady and the moon lady saves him because no. she shows him his shadow. Yeah. She, and she puts his shadow back on. Yeah. Yeah. She throws it back on. And so. And he, then he has to face death. And then he is alive again. And then he's reborn into bird form, flaming bird form, and flies into the sky. I think that's a flaming phoenix. Okay. I don't think there was anything about a bird. Mm. But, you know, if I was going to be anything on reincarnation, Mm -hmm. I think I'd want to be bird shit just once. So that way I could really ruin some asshole's day. Not a living thing. Uh, Well, I could be a bug that goes through somebody's digestive system, but I want a bird that shits like a big shit that gets on somebody's window and it's like almost blinds them. They almost run into somebody else. Also, I'm not going to uh, uh, any uh, members of the Apache tribe that may be listening. I'm going to probably make a guess and say... I don't think they believed in reincarnation, Jackie. In the same no, way I'm not saying about. No, no, you're totally misunderstanding me. I'm talking mm. about reincarnation as a general thing that like Buddhists believe, and and I was talking about. But you just got reincarnated into poop, right? Yeah, like no, I'm a bug that gets eaten. While we were talking about a Native American man's story. Yeah, I'm not really following that whole logic. Okay, I've been drinking. Yeah, all right. Um, but I will say that 
I was at the museum the other day. Mm-hmm. and Which one? The Boise Museum. The Museum of Toilet Paper. <laughs> <laughs> the Museum of History. Okay. And they have this really neat thing that you can go in and watch in the movie theater. And it tells about all the different tribes in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And they talk about what, like how they believe like the sun and all that stuff. It was really cool. How they believe the sun and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm man. I'm kind of drunk. But I'm... they have all their like little stories and they're all, they have like cartoons. And <laughs> yeah, It cartoons. was really cool. And I just want to say that I, I am not trying to disrespect <laughs> And I'm afraid you have failed. Yes. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful. I think it's beautiful. And You're like, I don't want to slip on a banana peel. I will dive on a field of banana peels and slide through them like it's a slip and slide. Into a jukebox yeah. in a hick bar. I'm so Kinda sorry. Like. I'm just going to be quiet now. Yep. I think we should get through the rest of this uh, movie without Jackie speaking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try to be quiet, but no guarantees. So, um, so now his he meets up with his handler. I guess he got bailed out of jail, and he's like, uh, "You've gone too far, Buster." And Chaz is like, "No, I gotta take them all down. Uh, but get me out. I'm, I'm done with this shit." And uh, Price is like, gonna... two more weeks yeah, because like, I need I, to be." You made it twenty seconds. <laughs> oh no! God damn it! Sorry, I just was excited about this part. Yeah, he's like. I might get to go to Washington. <laughs> That's DC, Buster. He's such a fucking asshole. Yeah, he is an asshole. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to get me out or I'm going to break. Well, you've already gone too far. and uh, So you got to stay in because we're almost there. Uh, and Blood wants him to join and he into the jackals. And he still says no. And he's like, all right, well, how about I point the shotgun at you and then pull the trigger? Click. Oh, there's no bullets in there. Because <laughs> that's what I do to all of my friends. Oh, man, that's a good one. Let's go to the bar. Let's go get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> You're my bestie. <laughs> and that fucking guy from the pool table shows up, and he's like, I'm going to fucking get that $50 out of you <laughs> in blood. $50? $50? That guy must be poor. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you bring a knife for fifty dollars in nineteen ninety three. I mean, or fifty dollars, fifty bucks. Sam, would you knife somebody in nineteen ninety three for fifty dollars? No, we've already established that you're poor. Especially not somebody that already, <laughs> especially not somebody that already kicked my ass. Right, and now has a guy who is clearly in charge of a biker gang yeah. standing right next to him. He's like, I got, I'm getting out of here. And Michael Madsen just goes and gets a bat. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking and, beats the shit out of him. Yeah, he hits one guy in the head hard enough that he probably didn't make I it. I think that, like, there's a kong sound yeah. as the bat strikes that guy's like that one. That one went over the fence. Yeah, I think that man is, uh, they just left a corpse there. More evidence. Um, in Renee, he, So he's, uh, 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 Dan's a little beat up, and he goes to Renee's house, and she's in the dark room, and she's like, come here, look at this. Uh, it's that scene in the Omen where the priest has the spear stuck through him right here with you. Right here. Yeah. She's oh. like, Omen. Your shadow wasn't coming out very good, so I made you a new one with turning and dodging. Ordinarily a red flag, but he's like, wait a second. You're the moon lady. And she's like, I love it when you call me the moon lady. Ordinarily a red flag, but story pertinent. John Eagle's like, God, why didn't I get in this movie? I don't understand. Um, So he goes to talk with Blood. He's like, Blood, we got to talk, dude. I got, uh, I'm, I, it's really important. And Blood's like, no, hold on. We're in the middle of something. I'm not paying for these Cheetos. They're uh, in a convenience store. They're robbing a convenience store. 
I mean, come on. Dude, these guys are like kingpins of drugs and they're robbing convenience stores. And I think that they're actually doing it because if a felony is committed and two members see it, why Charlie Sheen is in in the situation, uh-huh. then he can be initiated into the gang. So that's I think not him technically, doing it. I think technically, though, um, Blood is trying to get uh, Sid into the gang even then, by having this situation take part I, and I, the felony I, I, is I committed. I understand. Even then, like, yeah, sure, there's not a big take from a convenience store. But even then, Jackie, the, you're leaving a trail of blood. You are leaving evidence, shell casings, not to mention the fucking security cameras. Like, this is, like, bad criminal 101. These guys are now... they. You don't even need Charlie Sheen at this point. Dude. I don't know. This is early 90s. Not every place had security cameras. Oh, I worked for yes, places. Oh, I yes, worked for did. places that said that they had security cameras. Mm-hmm. And then when you went and talked to security, they were like, no, those are just fake cameras so that it deters no, people from stealing. They didn't have necessarily DVRs that recorded, but CCTV was not. Yeah, it was, it was not a wave of the future. They record over the tape the next day. So if you mm-hmm. come in and you want footage from two weeks ago, they're like. We only got two tapes. Right. And this right. one's last night, and I just started recording over it. Um, can we see the one uh, where your daughter was shot? Uh, do you have that? Oh, well, she's still warm out there, so I think we can fire that one right up. Fire no, it up. Dude, conf- you don't shoot up a convenience store. It's it's just bad criminaling. Like, these guys would have never gotten to the kingpin stage if they were making these kind of fucking mistakes along the way. Sure. But he loves Sid so much that he's willing to risk it. He needs said to be part of the group to feel whole. They do that mailbox damaging thing. <laughs> yeah. Just wasn't yeah. the same. Hey, buddy, open this. Guess what? That was someone else's mail. <laughs> You're a felon. And You're we got we got away with it, too. Yeah. They'll never find us. <laughs> you should sell this CD to that guy for $2. Right. That was a dub. You're a felon. <laughs> we should call... <laughs> We should call Columbia House and order a bunch of shit that we aren't going to pay for. (laughs) I'm more of an RCA guy. (laughs) Um, So so he's like, oh, my God, you shot that uh, that convenience store lady. That's really a bummer. (laughs) He like holds her and then it goes, Mm -hmm. is this the flashback all the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now. It flashes back to him shooting his uncle. Right, right. And Kid McGonaghy shows up. Oh, boy. Yeah, this kid just like... I thought it was going someplace, but I... it, it Like, afterwards, I think he was crying. I can't I tell. I think the kid couldn't let, out, let it out, so he carried it with him through adulthood. And then at that particular moment, with the convenience store clerk, when he finally raises his head and he's finally able to let that oh. anguish out of his lungs... That he recorrects his course. Ah. Oh. He faces death and he reconnects his course. Sure. Boy, that child actor sure did stink because I didn't get it either. I, <laughs> That's yeah. what the kid actor did. I thought that the sound designer and the editor just didn't really know what to do here. Uh-huh. And after they came up with this, the producers were like, well, it's not any worse than the rest of this thing. Right. Until this scene. Uh, because... <laughs> They uh, it's it's now takedown day. Take We're gonna finally day. take them down, the whole gang. So, uh, they're having the uh cop briefing. You know, all right, here's your job, Gary. Here's your job, Gary. You're gonna take this guy, and here's uh, you got the wall of photos behind the guy giving the briefing. 
Now, the man who set this all up, his name is Dan Saxon. Come on out here, Dan. Come on, Dan. Take a loop. Take a loop. Uh, do a little bow and a churn and then leave. Yeah. And his fuck out of here. fucking <laughs> girlfriend is here. Like, right. This is like somewhat secretive, right? You can't be here. <laughs> well, what was fucked up is that like, you know, there, uh, you'd be surprised who he is. And, and he comes out and he's standing Why? there and he's still this fucking biker fucking ugly. Oh, ass. that that guy that saved my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew and he then, was a cop immediately after he did that. The FBI guy who gets his ass kicked, mm-hmm. right, that mm-hmm. he has to save, stands up and starts the fucking slow clap. Goddamn yeah. slow clap. And then the cop that he fucking was like, I'll shoot you. And the cop's like, I'm going to shoot you. And then he's like, I'm just going to get back in my cruiser. That guy's there and yeah, he stands no, up you, and he claps. You got to have the number two in the slow clap. Jackie. Sure. Yeah. And then the guy that actually arrested him and sort of roughed him up is like, oh, you guys are fucking pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I arrested that guy. I'm apparently the only real cop in this fucking room. I'm going to go arrest some other guys. I'm not doing the slow <laughs> All right, this, clap This bullshit. is fucking whatever. I'm, what, 30 I'm minutes go. of slow clapping? I, get, I got things to do. God damn it. I will take a donut, though. Um, so it's takedown day. Uh, they're like, they go to Dan, the handler. He's like, you got five minutes in there with him alone. That's all I'm going to give you. And then I'm coming in guns blazing. So it's also raining in the previous right. scene because it finally right. rained. Oh, it finally rained. Cause he was like, you're either going to let me do this or I'm not going to fucking testify. So Dan walks into the trailer that blood's in. He's like, so here's the deal, buddy. I'm a cat. And you're under arrest. And Blood's like, oh, yeah. So you don't want eggs? <laughs> that was my thought. Eggs. I'm like, dude, eat the eggs. Those look pretty good. Actually, I'm gonna, what I'm about to do here, I'm going to eat those eggs first. You're right. And there's a gun on the couch, and he dives for it, but fucking Dan blows him away uh-huh. and unlocks the trailer, goes outside, and the cop's like, the handler's like, what happened in there? You can't just walk away from me. You got to answer for this and this and this. And Charlie Sheen just starts taking his clothes off and walks out of the desert like he's goddamn Jim Morrison. Short of his pants. I mean, like, if you're going to go that far, just take your fucking pants Jim, off. Jim Morrison didn't take off his but, leather pants either. But I'm pretty sure that at this point in the movie, he cannot get them off. <laughs> they are just, they have just grown in with the mold and right. they're just stuck. And he's like, yeah. I need to go to a dermatologist to have these burned off. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's, he's, that's why he's walking into the desert is just roll around in it. That coarseness he, he thinks that, that Anakin the, hates was going to loosen yeah, those pants up. The white sand will break mm-hmm. them free. Right. <laughs> it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Yeah. That's why I killed all those sand people. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, then some guy leads us out by saying, so it turns out that uh, like like it, it, this voice actor is really bad because it's he's Virgil. Like, is it? Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm back. And by the way. Looks like Blood went to prison for three life sentences. He just got shot and is clearly dead. Oh, my God. I didn't make that connection because my two questions are, who's this talking at the end and what happened to Dildo? So I don't have any questions. So does Dildo, is Dildo the actual guy? No. No, no, no. no. The Dan Stevens, Dan Black was the actual guy. Right. Yeah, but he says he did a cameo in the movie. So Mm -hmm. who do you guys think was the... One miscellaneous. It's not going to be that... I think it's the guy who got married. No. I think there's I think I've there's one shot of him. There's like he's the mustache blonde guy because he gets in two shots for no reason and he's yeah. never in any of the other movie I'm, and he's on a motorcycle so that's all I can matter. figure. It just doesn't matter. Who cares? It's 
like it's a fucking Mandalorian. Oh, now that you saw his face, do you f- fucking feel better? What do you know what he looks like? Oh, great. Yes. Is it better for you? No, yes. it's worse for you. Fuck off. I I disagree. No, faces are dumb. Um, Sam, question. Would you walk around with a plastic bag over your head for the rest of your life? If it added to the drama of Sam, hell yeah, he would. <laughs> I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> so how fucked up do you think Mary Beth is going to be? <laughs> God damn, dude. I bet she becomes a veterinarian on the euthanasian side. I what? bet you. <laughs> <laughs> What? You don't really kill pets. Cool. Euthanasia. I bet you she uh, moves to Boise and changes her name to Jackie and some poor innocent <laughs> fool marries her. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I know all about bikers. <laughs> I saw them across the street. Native once. Americans. When I was young, I saw a Native American cartoon and I saw some bikers across the street. <laughs> I know everything. Yeah, pretty fucked up, Sam. <laughs> Aren't Jackie, you lucky? <laughs> cut to Jackie. What do you, what do you got? How, how do you think that he got that trailer uh, blood? Because that's a really expensive yeah. trailer. Mm-hmm. Well, he is a, a kingpin of he drugs and guns. Well, then why the fuck is he living in a goddamn trailer? Why the fuck is he, he living in a mobile He doesn't have a truck. Home. Yeah. Because he has to be on the move. That. No, no because you never see the truck that he's pulling that right? thing with. He need a dually. You see it in two different spots, so it got pulled. By... Motorcycles. <laughs> it's like he's fucking Santa Claus. And Latch on, boys. <laughs> on Dasher, on Dasher. They all die, and it's, on, let's just get a truck. On butt face, on oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> on Danish. On, Danish. <laughs> on Steve. Come up with a better name, Steve. <laughs> Steve, you suck. That's why you're in the back. So you get the worst hernia. Yeah. Uh, all right, final recommendations, guys. I'm going to give this a do. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was stupid and silly, and the acting is so bad by Charlie Sheen, but that's not really the only... Like, you would think that you would show up t- for the Charlie Sheen bad acting, but the writing is so goddamn terrible and so butt that I don't know if Charlie Sheen had much of a choice but to be just stinky Charlie Sheen. Yeah. So, yeah, total do for me. Damn. Yeah, I give it a do, and it was when Jackie said she's picking this, and I like I just saw this two months ago and offered no resistance whatsoever. That mm-hmm. was like, oh, I, I'm ready to watch it again. I think it actually makes a really good warm up to Radical Jack. Oh yeah, you could totally. make a double feature with this and Radical Jack, and yeah, have there's a some great blurred lines. Fucking time. There's some blurred lines between this Stone Cold and uh, Radical yeah. Jack for sure. This would be a great uh, day at the theater, guys. Jackie, I'm kind of surprised you guys said do because. At the beginning of our mm-hmm. podcast, I kind of thought that I was going to get the whole thumbs down, but I'm going to give it a do. I was entertained. I thought it was a good story. Um, I It was action-packed of biker stuff, which I am an authority on, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I I really liked it. And Charlie Sheen, yeah, he, he was not tough in this, but <laughs> that ridiculous. was kind of like, okay, yeah, there's no way you would get into a biker game. They would fucking kill you, mm-hmm. but um, I like that you tried. He's totally sheeny, though, too. Oh, right. yeah. And it's fun. He would have yeah. to give them, like, lots of money. Yeah. Like, oh, heroin is $3, but for you it's 20, nine. 20000 Yeah. <laughs> $20,000 for guns and drugs. Yep. He's like, for the uh, price, is like, we've got over 300 pieces of evidence at $20,000 <laughs> each. 
Yeah, not the best business plan. Thanks, American government. <laughs> Try dickering one time. All right, we got to move on. Uh, we don't have any stream do's and don'ts, but we've got uh, something I'm going to call a new segment, which is just the same segment as uh, uh-huh. same as it ever was, uh, called Hot Topic. And uh, today, I went to the mall this week. Nice. Speaking right. of hot topic, I didn't see it. Yeah, okay. It's not, it's not a thing there anymore. I don't know. Okay. Yes, it is. It's right next hey. to the Starbucks, my friend. Okay. Oh, All good. right. Let me uh, let me get this. Uh, uh, Twitter movies asked, uh, hit us with your most controversial movie opinion. Now, it has become such a big deal on Twitter today that we have to address it. Uh, but a writer, and I'm not going to name this person's name because of the doxing thing, uh, but he's a writer for um, uh, Vox, I believe, mm-hmm. um, uh, New York Times, Paste Movies, GQ, a uh, bunch of freelance, says <clears throat> says this. MST3K was bad for movies and movie watching. It set up an entire generation of audience and audiences and their progeny to position themselves above and condescend down to certain types of movies that didn't fit their idea of quote-unquote good, as opposed to genuinely engaging with their idiosyncrasies. Um, no. No. No, you're wrong. Wrong. This has blown up. Oh, I um, bet. It, like, a lot of people have seen this, uh, including uh, uh, people who I know and love, such as Stevie's Frank uh, and Bill Corbett already uh, weighed in on both of this. And I'm going to not... Uh, uh, they can do their talking for themselves because they are very much more qualified for this. For them to defend mm-hmm. MS3K, which I am not going to do, I'm going to defend the watching of bad movies and the why genuine, that that's all wrong. That it's bringing us genuine joy, you fuck. Right, or, or he's saying that what that leads to is the inability to, to make snark society. Sure. Where everything is stupid for the sake of it being stupid and hating it. Rather than like you've you've created this generation of people who are just like, oh, there we're all a bunch of Chandlers essentially because of Mystery Science Three Thousand. We can't actually in- appreciate and enjoy anything. Paradoxically, Dude. he's being snarky himself. With he's being comment. fucking condescending. He's exactly. being condescending. And he's telling us we- how to enjoy art. We just said due to this movie, right? It's not a great movie, but Pretty- yeah, it's fucking cool. In its own right. And we all agreed that it was worth watching for different reasons. And to say that MK or Mystery Science 3000 made me a bad movie fan. Yes, it did. And you know what it did? It made me appreciate the things that happen in movies that I'm like, what the fuck? Because I just watched, uh, what was that? Alpha Alda. <laughs> Alpha Alda. Alpha Alda yeah, was not yeah. very good. Yeah. Alpha yeah. Alda was the worst. <laughs> um, I, I just watched that one and some people think Ad it's Ad Astra, Jackie. Ad Astra, whatever. Mm-hmm. And go fuck yourself. Fucking keep your opinions to yourself about Mystery no. Science no, 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 no. Do not keep your opinions to yourself because oh, yeah. that's exactly what we're arguing against. Or that what yes. I'm about to argue against is do not keep your opinions to yourself. Do not be... But don't say that I should tell Sam how he should feel about anything that he enjoys or doesn't enjoy. I can't tell him that he's wrong by feeling one way or another. Well, I can yeah. and I do all the time, but I don't think that he should actually feel that way. The thing it's, it's is... Sarcasm. Don't tell people their fucking business. Don't tell people their fucking business. And if you tell people their fucking business about art, 
You're basically the biggest asshole you on the planet. You are the most condescending piece of shit of all time. Exactly. Yeah. Apple is a great movie. Go no, fuck yourself. It's no, it's terrible. Sucks, but that's no, no, it's a great movie. For, and, fuck you both. Nope, you're wrong. You're um, wrong. Nope, but, you're wrong. But, you know, it's fine to disagree. No, it's teasing. fine to have different opinions about what's good no, and what's not. I still think you're missing the point. Is he? You keep going back to bad movies. He's saying that you can't enjoy good movies because you, you've put on these goggles that everything sucks. Really? Including, I, quote, unquote, good movies. And I don't feel that way. Yeah. I, no, I watch no, some, obviously We not. go to the, um, uh, our local theater mm-hmm. has the Academy Award right. winners for uh, nominees. Um, and we go every year and we go and see them in the theater. So if we haven't seen them, we, we go ahead and go see them. And I can appreciate everything. They're all different. They're all beautiful. I actually completely think that I appreciate good movies even better because of what Mystery Science Theater did for me. Because I, again, the the statement, the motto of this podcast is you can't appreciate the good if you can't appreciate the shit. Yeah. Um, you need to, in, in anything, in, in life, and in, 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 let me speak, wax a little philosophically, we can't have the good without the bad. Sure. And you, if you can't well, appreciate that's the, the facts of life, if you can't take the good without the bad. And if you can't appreciate the bad, then you can't appreciate the good because you are blind to everything, essentially, at that point. So you're wrong, sir. I also would add just a, like when I was studying film in college that people would always go, well, you'll never be able to enjoy him again. It's like I loved him before. And now I love him more. All right. Be- being able to properly analyze something doesn't mean you can't like it anymore. Exactly. It actually gives you a greater appreciation. Exactly. So, and I really hope that we've done a good job on this podcast of, of, of purveying that, that what we're here to do isn't to make fun of movies and be like, oh, you're lame, but to appreciate the difference between uh, movies that are quote unquote bad and what they do right and, sure. and, 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 and explore those ideas that, that even all bad movies get right, even in fucking cats. There's things that, you know, a movie that shit that we want to be more involved in. Sure. And that's what we want to, uh, uh, to purvey to our, our listeners rather than that we're just some fucking guys on the internet going, that's dumb. Yeah, we're not hate mongers. Yeah, no, this, this is a podcast about appreciation rather we, than hate. Yeah, and we don't always disagree. Mm-hmm. We don't, or we don't always agree either. But you know, the thing is, is that we're bringing movies into people's lives. Mm-hmm. At least I am trying. That, <laughs> fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> the fucking hate podcast. Woo. Uh, I am trying to at least relive some movies from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Relive some movies that maybe I've never even heard of that you know, our, our cult classics or something like that, that, you know, I want to watch. Yeah. Do you want to share? Yeah. Yeah. You want to share? Um, I'm not doing it for any other reason than that. So go fuck yourself. Whatever dude that just sent in that comment on Twitter. I don't even remember your name because you're insignificant. Because I never said it because I'm not that type of person. Oh, well he's a fuck face. He is a fuck face. Sam, anything. Well, yeah. Final thought on that would be that really anything that. Fuck face. (laughs) Once it promotes a, dialogue or discussion then at a base level it's done its job Mm -hmm. whether it did it swimmingly or it finished the race upside down and on fire we're still talking about it right Right. and and uh basically 
to, to even though I said I wasn't going to, that's what Jay Elvis Weinstein said. He was like, look, dude, 30 years later, I'm just glad that somebody's talking about this shit that I was involved yeah. with, whether whatever you think about it, that's fucking cool to me. Yeah, it is. I'm like, God damn it, Jay Elvis Weinstein, you're one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, that wraps up this podcast this week. Uh, next episode uh, is mine. I will be choosing... Disney's 1979 movie, The Black Hole. With the late, great Robert Forrester, who yep. we just recently lost. I have never seen this. Yeah, so uh, check it out on Disney+, Plus and then end your subscription to that because they're the villains. Uh, have a good week. It's going to be a fucking nuts week. Be safe out there. Um, good luck to you, sirs and <laughs> Good <ma'ams>. luck <laughs> to you, sirs. Get to the shop. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.